Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And this week we're talking about cryogenics. Um, so what got me on this uh, topic was How To With John Williams on HBO Max. You got to watch all three seasons. Okay. It's awesome. It's only six episodes a season, and it's the very last episode of season three that just came out. And he eventually gets to this place called Alcor Cryogenics in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's just weird how he gets... He he starts out the episode, uh, you know, asking a question, and then it just branches off into, you know, all different things. And then usually he brings it all back together into a point. And what is the name of the show? How To with John Wilson. How To with John Wilson. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, first of all, do you can you think of any, like, uh, pop culture things from when you were a kid that it was like cryogenics? Yeah. He was frozen for 1,000 years and came, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, you know, the only thing that comes to memory is stuff when they'll put them in their little tube like that while they experiment or try to get them to another planet yeah. or solar system uh-huh. so they don't, like, uh, eat or have to function. They're just kind of frozen to, yeah. to get there. I'm like, man, I can't sit still for 20 minutes. Let alone be frozen. <laughs> yeah. No, no. yeah, that's why they have to do that, I guess, so they don't have to, like, fill up a ship with uh, food and you know, all that stuff. Yeah, mine wouldn't shut right. I'd be awake. <laughs> Why are you 98 years I old? I ate too many tacos. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't shut the thing. My zipper doesn't close. <laughs> yeah, so all the ones I could think of was uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century. You remember that with Gil yes. Gerard and Aaron Gray? And it yes. was like, 500 years later, he... And it shows him, <laughs> beom, beom, beom. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I love that show. Great and, show. And then... Um, Oh, another great movie that you've got to watch if you haven't seen it is Idiocracy. Have you seen that? Mike no. Judge, the guy that created King of the Hill and Office Space. You've seen Office Space, right? No, a few episodes, yes. No, Office Space, the movie. Oh, the movie? No. I'm oh, thinking, my. what am I thinking of? The Office. Thinking of the Office. Yeah, Sorry. The Office. Yeah. I'm... No. So Office Space, you got to watch that. It's Office so Space. freaking like you'll you'll totally get it, and okay. then also well, I don't know. I just referred to another whole show. <laughs> I'm really lost today. Just look up Mike Judge movies, and you'll find Office Space and Idiocracy. As they, this guy gets frozen, and people I, listening are probably going, "He's the idiot." <laughs> <I think laughs> wrong show. No, it's it's like uh, people are calling it a documentary now. Like really? Idiocracy is a documentary, and basically what it is, a normal average level intelligence guy gets frozen. He gets unthawed out, like however much time later, 100, 200 years later in modern day America. And um, he's the smartest man on the planet. They make him president. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I got to watch this. Yeah. So you'll like those. Now it's a documentary. Yeah, that's what they're calling it, but it's a comedy movie. That's like It's very much uh, talking about America today. Like, this is <laughs> how figure. stupid people are. Well, yeah, like, okay. He he made a documentary without even knowing it, or maybe he made a documentary knowing what was coming. Jeez. Okay, I'm gonna, that's on the list to watch then. So we'll go to Alcor. It was established in 1972 in Scottsdale, Arizona, and currently, when I checked it, um, when I went to the website, it's like, blah, 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 blah. No, it brings up the numbers like it's counting how many people they have oh. frozen. They had 208 patients at the time. It could have gone up if someone's died since then. And then 14, uh, 1,415 members. So 
that's how many people have signed up that are like, hey, when I die, I want you guys to freeze my body. Really? There's actually 208 people in there? Mm-hmm. Frozen. 208, which most of them are heads. Which, yeah. That's just a, the head? Yeah, just the head. Like, the cheap, cheap version of it is they chop your head off and freeze your head. Or you could do the whole body. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, what? What? I don't understand. It's like, and Whoa. you think you're going to come back. So their definition of death is, they say, this is the most accurate definition of death. Death is only permanent when the structures encoding memory and personality necessary for consciousness have been so disrupted that it becomes theoretically impossible to recover the person. So death is only permanent when encoding memory and personality, which they say are necessary for consciousness, have been destroyed or disrupted. Well, if you're cutting their head off, and we've already talked about yeah. your long-term storage. In your heart. And then you got your short-term in your head. So do they take, like, I'm picturing a bunch of, like, glass tubes of gucky water with the brain and a spine dang, dang, oh, no. hanging there. I'll, I'll tell you how they, they put them in there and Ooh, store them. This is crazy. <laughs> okay. All right. But I'm like, haven't you already? So according to your own definition, the most accurate uh, definition of death, according to their website, haven't you already um, disrupted that? Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you've disrupt you've disrupted it by cutting the head off of the body, and now the heart and the mind can't communicate. Wouldn't anything less than dead just be like unconscious or a coma or in a vegetative state? I mean, but your still organs are still kind of functioning, maybe with help of medical stuff. But yeah. Once you sever it, yeah, you've disrupted it. Right. That's what I'd say. So I, I would say, even according to their own definition, they don't even follow their first um, rule, I guess, the Jeez. most accurate definition of death. They. So to me, I mean, I can't say this definitively, but to me it seems like a kind of a snake oil salesman. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> a snake, you know, chop the head off. Uh, yeah, for it's real. It's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... Um, how you pay for it is you get a life insurance policy and then they are either they're in control of it or it's given over to them. And that's how you pay after you, you pay. die. Yeah. You got to pay. Like once you're dead, you have to make sure you have a way to pay for your monthly fees and everything. We're in the wrong business. But Joe, if you join our new referral program, once registered, you will receive a referral code that can be used to give potential members a discount. 50% off their first year, and the dues will be paid to you. I mean, doesn't that sound like <laughs> commercial you'd see on TV? Like, yeah. here, come down, and we'll give you the punch card on your 10th punch. Free dinner. Free dinner. <laughs> Severing your head may cause headaches, yeah. back problems. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, wow. for real. So they have this. This is their uh, their step program i guess so they're on standby medical team will be at your bedside ready to start the process upon legal death then cryopreservation you can either have the whole body or neuro cryopreservation performed at their facilities so neuro cryopreservation is where they chop your head off or whole body and then look at number three possible revival 
with the goal of your revival and reintegration into society. So maybe, even they tell you, they don't have the technology to bring you back now. But right. we're hoping in the future, one day, science will. So keeping your brain in case they figure it out. Right. Well, can they just keep like my fingernails or my hair or something? And just... do it like a clone? Yeah. No, they... Jeez. They would, it wouldn't cost them as much if they just had to keep your... Yeah, they don't make that much money. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, just things like uh, questions I thought of, like, you know, when you freeze water, all of the molecules expand, right? Right. So it would be the same thing in your body. If you're freezing your cells, they would expand and basically pop like a balloon, right? That's true. So, so how would you like to have that job? What yeah. do you do? I chop people's heads off in the lab. Put them in water and freeze them or something. Oh, yeah. And um, there is a story in here on one guy who witnessed how they chopped someone's head off. But also, you know, in a day and age when we're living in, when they want to uh, depopulate the world, do you think they're ever going to revive frickin' Tom, Dick, and Harry that used to work right. at a comic book store or 7-Eleven? Oh, we got to have this guy back into society. He paid his dues. Yeah. <laughs> He's paid up for the yeah. whole year. He, he's he's a contributor. I mean, he, he you gets see the fifty percent off. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got that fifty percent off coupon. He had the coupon. <laughs> <laughs> so for more than thirty years, Alcor Life Extension Foundation in Scottsdale, Arizona, has been freezing the dead, preserving the bodies at an ultra temperature of three hundred twenty-one degrees below zero. Someday, it believes medical science will be able to cure what killed them, and and with these people, what killed them is death. Uh -huh. So they're trying to cure death. Cure death, I guess. You can with life. Yeah. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, should open up a place. I should. I could sell it. You know, man. So um, this one guy, he took a job there, and he ended up writing a book about um, Alcor and stuff, but. When a body is brought into the alcohol facility, the patient's blood is pumped out and replaced with a chemical concoction to minimize freezing damage. Those are a scientific words, chemical concoction. Chemical concoction. Yeah. In many cases, the head is separated from the body with the member's prior consent. I would hope so. But this Larry Johnson guy that wrote a book, he worked there just for a few months. And, you know, I don't know. He, it sounds to me, it seems like he just worked there so he can get in for a little while, see what was going on, and write a book. But, oh, I thought he was going to get the coupon to like get. Oh, yeah. Really? Half off. <laughs> Steal a coupon, hit the road. But <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about um, uh, how the process was and one of his quotes is it was barbaric the third suspension that i witnessed i guess a sus suspension is where they're suspending their life right cutting their head off or whatever okay i was gonna say that okay the life's okay gotcha gotcha i'm following he goes they actually used a hammer and a chisel he said i actually witnessed them remove her head with a chisel and hammer and i'm like you don't have the Such funds for technology a saw? primitive tools yeah i know for real. Getting we out the old sledgehammer to get <laughs> green. So Ted Williams. Ted Williams, he's a Hall of Fame baseball player, is in this cryo facility. Really? Yeah, so he died and was in there. So in a statement posted to its website, 
Um, Alcor states Ted Williams was cryopreserved with the care and scientific rigor that Alcor devotes to all its patients. And it's absurd for Johnson to make these allegations because he has yet to be hired when Williams was cryopreserved. So he makes some statements about um, Ted Williams. Uh, one of them is they put him in another vessel called the LR-40. They take a tuna can, okay, his head's chopped off, a bumblebee tuna can, specifically is what he says. They set it down at the bottom of the LR-40, this tube they're going to put him in, and they put his head onto, uh, into the LR-40 on top of the tuna can. Without the tuna can, the head would just topple over. It just kind of be, you know, fall. it would fall over at the bottom. So they have to have some kind of, like, thing to perch it on. So they're using that can. Yeah, they use this this bumblebee tuna can. I'm thinking like beer can chicken. <laughs> yeah, but no, for real. So it's a tuna head. Uh huh. So they chopped chopped off Ted Williams' head, and They're, it's on a tuna can. On a tuna can, they put it in there. Then he says they actually carry the heads around on hooks to move them from one point to another. Well, the tuna can is frozen to the top of the head. The only way to get that off is with a hammer or a wrench. So he's describing it. They get a wrench. They cock his arm back to strike that can to knock it off. It misses and hits the side of Ted Williams' head. Then he cocks back again and hits the can. It finally comes falling off. So when they cryopreserved him, they had to cut his head off. They had to put it on a tuna can. Then they had to put the chemical inside there, freeze it. Wow. You know, they got to freeze it right away. Then after after it's frozen, then they can move it to its um, final destination. But according, I guess he got hit upside the head with a wrench getting that tuna can off. (laughs) So I'm I'm, uh, what I'm picturing in the cafeteria at this place. You have trash, recyclables, and then a place to keep all the tuna cans, because or AKA headstands. Oh yeah, for real. (laughs) The bumblebee headstands. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. I'm not doing it. No. I don't no. want my head on the tuna can. Well, so one of the questions, the state of cryogenics is much more advanced today, but the question remains, is any of this scientific or just wishful thinking? So, But so far, bodies have been examined following cryopreservation and are hopelessly beyond repair. So when <clears throat> I'll describe what they do with the body and then um, – We'll talk about some of the ones that they've thought out and what they found once wow. from years okay. in the past. When a cry, cryonic patient dies, a race begins to prepare and cool the body before it decays and then place it inside a DWAR. That's the tube they're going to put it in. A, a thermos bottle, the DWAR, full of liquid nitrogen. The inner vessel of the DWAR contains a body or bodies. So it might be big enough to hold two or three. So these bodies are wrapped in several layers of insulating material um, attached to a stretcher and suspended in liquid nitrogen. The head is oriented downward to keep the brain the coldest and most stable. So modern cryogenic preparations at Alcor employ a multi-step process to prepare the body for storage. First, they begin to cool the body while anti-clotting agents and organ preservation solutions are injected into the bloodstream and circulated under CPR. The body is then transported to the company's main facility where the original fluid is replaced with chemicals that vitrify 
the body's organs. And vitrify is turn to glass. The word vitrify means turn to glass. So you take out the fluid that you pumped in there to preserve it, to get it to your facility, and then they turn your organs into glass. So you're thinking there's going to be some future technology that unglasses your organs? A hammer. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I don't know what they said. Or wrench, I guess, A right? Wrench, yeah. <laughs> they miss anyway. Wow. So, and then they say this offers some hope for cutting down on structural damage during the subsequent cooling and storage. Then the body is entombed in its dewar capsule. But I was like, what's vitrify? Oh, turn to glass? Like inside, you're turning into glass. I'm like, it doesn't even make any freaking sense. So they I- chop your head off and the rest of you, they make glass. Your yeah, organs. chop okay. your head off, uh, pump you full of some chemical that glasses up your insides. Wow. Okay, I'm trying to follow here. I got you. So here's uh, in 1983, alcohol, uh, alcohol, Alcor needed to lighten three cryonauts, reducing the bodies to simply heads. So instead of the whole body, I guess they couldn't pay their dues. So now you're down to the head. So. They were going to throw the body away. So they removed um, these bodies. They sawed off the heads, threw the bodies away. At first, things looked reasonably good. While the bodies were still frozen, their skin was only moderately cracked in a few places. But once the bodies thawed, things started to go downhill. Cracks appeared in the warming bodies, cutting through the skin and sub conaceous fat all the way down to the body wall or muscle beneath the surface. One patient displayed red traces across the skin following paths of blood vessels that ruptured. So all their blood vessels were ruptured. But I mean, it makes sense because your whole insides are glass. Yeah. So once you thaw it out, it just falls apart. Jeez. So while the external damage was extensive, the internal damage was worse. Nearly every organ system inside the body was fractured. Well, it's glass. It's glass. Yeah, what do you expect? <laughs> In one patient, every major blood vessel had broken near the heart. The lungs and spleen were almost bisected, and the intestines fractured extensively. Only the liver and kidneys weren't completely destroyed. Another body had been thawed very slowly. It was in better condition externally, with only a few skin fractures. However, the inside was more annihilated than the others. The organs were badly cracked or severed. The spinal cord was snapped into three pieces and the heart was fractured. The examiners injected dye into an artery in the arm rather than flow through blood vessels and into muscles. Most of it pooled under the surface in pockets and leaked out of skin fractures. Wow. So, I mean, it was, I just found it amazing that people would, take i mean they meet and have meetings like if you become a member you know one of these 1400 members they'll have like a little picnic and you guys get together and talk about you know maybe one day being thought out and um i mean a lot of them don't even look like well take care of the body you got now because you ain't doing that great of a job right and they want to preserve it and come back um but i just found it so weird. Even with all this, which you could find very easily on the internet, your insides are going to be turned to glass. You're and gonna, break. Yeah, you're going to be frozen. Your head's going to get cut off. And, and they think, oh, there's a possibility 
I might come back one day. Well, I would think it to me, and I'm not a doctor, it'd be more realistic if they told me, look, when you die, we're going to freeze all of you instantly. All of you put together that way. And maybe a chance to bring you back. But once you separate my head, glass up my good stuff in me, I mean, come on, what are my chances? <laughs> and yeah. I'm not a smart man. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we're not buying the buy one, get one? We're not doing this? No, I'm thinking no, 50% off for either one of us. Well, I was thinking if we did, we'd do another podcast in about 800 years. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Just our heads. Just our heads. Like on The Simpsons. Yeah, well... My whole head would fit on the tuna can. His, his brain's that little. It's seep right in the, oh, he's his little brain. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. That was a good one. I like that. So no cryogenics for you either? I'm going to have to say no. Okay. No, I don't even like the thought of being put in the ground or burning me, let alone chopping me up into pieces and freezing me like a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. No. Nope. It's a hard pass. Same with me. All right. Good topic. I like that. The guys research this stuff. It's it's real. Mm-hmm. The people are actually spending their money on this stuff. We need to start a company. Oh, yeah. I mean, if people will pay for that, I mean, we can come up with something. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And a barista place, coffee shop next to it type thing. And it's like, have your picnics. Talk about your afterlife. Got it. Uh, if you uh, like the podcast, like and subscribe and share it with others. And uh, you can also just email us at podcast15 and continue to send us your topics. We'd love to hear from you.